Hey, 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 dream builders. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Today, I have a super amazing guest. Amanda Monnier is joining us. She is a holistic healer and new earth visionary. She knows she's here to assist with the anchoring in of new earth and oneness consciousness. She has a passion for supporting people and meeting them where they are in their journey. Amanda is completely committed to reminding others that everything they ever needed was always inside. I can't wait to be right back with Amanda Monnier right after this. You're listening to the Design Your Dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them. As the dream design coach, I've helped thousands of high-achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week, I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Welcome, Amanda, to the show. Hi, Amy Lee. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm so excited to have you. We've been chit-chatting and talking about this, and the day is finally here. So one of the things I love to ask everybody, right, is... You know, you remember that commercial when we were little and it was like the drug, you know, the, the drug commercial or whatever, the, the anti-drug commercial that was like, nobody says I want to be a junkie when I grow up. (laughs) Do you remember that? I do vaguely. Yes. Like, like we never think we're going to become what we become. Right. And obviously nobody grows up and says, I want to be a holistic healer. So I would love to hear a little bit about your journey, kind of like where you started, like, what was the path that you were on? And then how did it get you to the path you're on now? Yeah, well, it kind of started, nobody wants, nobody says they grew up wanting to be a probation officer, because that's what I did before I became a holistic healer. So it started out where I just kind of did all the things that we're told to do. Get, I had two bachelor's degrees, went to school, bought the home, had the career, all the things, did I was in law enforcement for about six years. And in that, during that uh, period of time when I was in law enforcement, a couple of years in, I had an awakening of consciousness, spiritual awakening, whatever you want to call it. And really just started to dive deep into all of these like different things that were coming up. Like what is life really about? What is this, this missing thing that I always kind of felt these cyclical patterns that I was experiencing in relationships and just kind of this it was just like this inner thing that something just felt off. And I'd actually felt this inner feeling since I was a child and I just didn't know, I didn't understand why. And so I started doing all the little external searching, reading the books, the courses, all the things. And it later turned to more of an inward journey. And I was like, wow, there really is something to this energy healing stuff and this going within and asking these questions and releasing all these like densities and these things that just simply aren't me and never were. And so I was like, okay, I I had this feeling a couple years before I left law enforcement. I was like, because I told myself that I would never leave. I would love the career. And I was like, wow, I think I'm actually not going to be doing this my whole life. And so I actually ended up quitting the, the career and I ended up shifting into doing 
holistic healing and a holistic healing business. And I sold my home. I moved from the only place I'd ever known, the only in Northern California. And I was just kind of like doing that thing where you kind of soul search and just really kind of finding out who I was because there was actually a moment in time where I was like, I don't even know who I am. I feel so disconnected from myself. And so this journey really has been that of an inward journey. And so I've been able to really learn a lot of things about how creation works and how healing works. And I'm just so passionate about bringing that to as many people as possible and helping in that capacity. And it's just been very enjoyable. But on the flip side of the healing piece, I've also unraveled a lot of layers of density. And so it's been messy at times as well, but I also wouldn't have it any other way. So that's so interesting, like for someone to go from something that's like, so esoteric and and physical to something that's so spiritual and energetic is like you don't hear that story every day you know what I mean you don't always hear like oh yeah I went from being like you know a, a, a chemist to all of a sudden like you know going into the ethereal like it's really neat um yeah and I love how you said the part about how like you didn't I'm, I'm gonna butcher this um but like you did like you there were things you didn't necessarily like buy into at first and then you couldn't not, right? Like you saw the evidence, you saw the way that those things played out and like you start to really shift your perspective because, you know, it's it's kind of hard for me to explain, but like you have this feeling where you think you know how something is and then something changes your mindset about that And then now you're in this new paradigm where you believe that this is true and the not believing of it is what's crazy. Yeah, I I do. Yes. And I would actually say throughout this process, the more and more I ask questions and expand and, and all these different things, like, I'm like, wow, the less I actually know, because there's just a vastness to all of this stuff. And that's why I, one of the things I tell people all the time, it's like, take what resonates and leave the rest because there's just kind of a lot of, we hear a lot of things that are very black and white. And when we do that, hear these things, it takes us away from like going within and trusting our own intuition and our own inner guidance. When it's like, we're just kind of, there's like these societal templates almost that just shove us into these boxes. It's like pick an identity, you know, and, and identity is very powerful, but when it's, when identity is coming from this place of heart and soul alignment, that's when we're able to flow. And that's when we're able to create from the spaces of like our highest versus just playing these characters. Oftentimes, like we get into these things where we play these characters and I did that for many years and I'm still unraveling it, but it, it was by way of staying safe. It was the path of least resistance at one point in time, but it, I found it to be this balance between conscious creation, presence and healing. And I feel for me, the conscious creation, every time that I kind of shelf that it's like, I just stay in these healing patterns way too long. It feels. And and I'm not being present. It's like, I'm almost kind of living in the, in the, oh, heal, heal, heal. But the balance between all three, I found to be so powerful because you're choosing what it is you want to create because we're, we're always creating, whether we're consciously creating or unconsciously creating, we are always creating. So we're manifesting all the time. So we can choose if we want to be intentional and conscious about it, stepping into the identity and being of what 
already is now, like, I don't think of, of time as linear. It, to me, time is a human construct. And so what we can do, it, we can call it the quantum, metaphysical, whatever you want to call it, but we can step into the being of what we're choosing now. The mind and the body doesn't know the difference between us stepping into it now and it being here in the physical reality. And then we're in that identity structure of already being it. And so the universe orchestrates itself to allow that to come into our physical reality. So there's that component of the conscious creation. And then to me, the presence part is, is what's right in front of me to do right now. And that might be to cry it out. That might be to go play. That might be to go dance. That might be to go read a book, but like, what am I being guided to do right now? And that's what all we have in the present moment. That could be meditate. That could be just be in silence and allow whatever wants to come up. And so, and then to me, the healing component is also an important component because the healing component is releasing all the levels and layers and all the density of everything that is not you and never was. And we just subscribe to it once again at one point and there's nothing wrong with it. We don't have to shame the shame. <laughs> we can, we can allow it to come up because a lot of it is just these thought forms that then create the emotional responses. And then we keep playing them out on repeat. We don't have to keep doing that. So many things I just wanted to like, <laughs> my inner goddess was just like, yeah, yeah. Like I was so excited for somebody. So you don't know this because of how would you, my standalone program is called Conscious Creator. And oh, my group program is called the Conscious Creation Matrix. <laughs> so it's just interesting when you're saying that. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. But I think one of the downloads that I've had recently, and I'd love for us to just kind of talk about this, is like, you can't fix in the energetic, you can't fix in the physical world what needs to be fixed energetically. Like, and we think, especially for myself, like my human design is that I'm a generator, right? So I'm always wanting to do, I'm always wanting to do and do and do and do and do. But if it's my energy, if it's my manifestation that needs to be changed, because like you said, we're always consciously creating or we're, we're always creating, whether consciously or unconsciously. So we're always manifesting. So I'm trying to fix what's up here energetically and, and everything in the quantum, I can't fix it on a physical level. They're literally two different dimensions. It's like, I'm down here like, oh yeah, you know, I was doing the dishes and I was doing the laundry and it's like, I know, but I told you the floor needed to be mopped. Like it's a totally different, like it doesn't, one doesn't fix the other. And I think that that's something that's really powerful in my life because I would always try to fix things. If I had a yucky feeling, I would try to go do something to get rid of that yucky feeling. And now I'm realizing that transmutation has to happen on an energetic level. And what's interesting, and you know, tell me what you think of this, I, I definitely have been getting downloads that that is the next level. That is the next frontier for our minds is to operate on the energetic level consciously. Like we've been talking about how it happens subconsciously, but recognizing that I'm actually doing the work energetically. And like you were saying before, you know, we, we came into this life, we're kind of straddling both. Cause like we're little and they didn't have cell phones, but like, then like by the, you know, or they, they had the internet, but it was like 18 rooms long. And like, so we kind of have like one foot in the old world and one foot in the new world. So when we were coming up and be and growing up, I feel like all of this just seemed like it was all fairy tales and gobbledygook and like, you know, these people are quacks. And now it's like, if you don't believe this, you're a quack. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause this stuff is 
I found it to just prove true time and time again, because our consciousness is so powerful. And I've been playing around with different things related to belief patterns and agreements I have had and things I've subscribed to where it's just so interesting how this stuff manifests and how when we, when we agree to something, when we say something as true, I was just having a conversation earlier and I feel like these stories are kind of helpful illustrations. Like I used to have a, one of my old law enforcement partners, he would say, I get like sick twice a year. I get very sick twice a year. Guess what? He got sick twice a year. And, and it was because he's just literally affirming it. And he has this unconscious agreement and he gets sick twice a year. And another example was um, someone in my life had got a, and they had no symptoms prior to, but they got a Parkinson's diagnosis within a week. They had like shaky hands and were like, like, it was like, they agreed to the fact that they had this diagnosis Mm -hmm. and if everything is just energy. And I know this sounds cliche and we hear it a lot, but very foundationally, if everything is just energy, then it actually makes things a lot easier because if, if, if we're talking at a foundational level, we have the ability and the power to be able to choose what it is we want to agree with and subscribe to. And then that creates our physical reality. But most of us don't really understand this because we're not taught this. And I mean, we can get so even more esoteric on the, the foundations and underpinnings of society because as children, we are programmed into so many different things. And so that's why there's like this unraveling process. And I feel like we're at a very beautiful time in the evolution of humanity because we are creating new paradigms. The old stuff just simply isn't working. And we can tell because there are a lot of people who are so sick. They're depressed. They're living basically like cyclical autopilot and they're waking up and doing this. It's like Groundhog's Day for a lot of people. And but you so- know what? Just to not to, not to not to disagree with what you're saying, but just to kind of add to it, you know, you mentioned cyclical. I don't even think it's cyclical because cyclical has an ebb and flow. And this is just all flow. Like they don't, there's nowhere in society anymore where we allow that relaxing, that step back. Like everybody's trying to get ahead, get ahead, get ahead. I mean, I always use the example of, you know, when we're delivering babies, right? Like you got to turn that bed. And so it's like, here's some Pitocin to now your body. When you're having a baby, your body's like, do, 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 do. I need to rest, do, 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 do. But that Pitocin's like, let's go. We're on a, we're on a timer. We're going to make it happen. And your body might not necessarily be okay with that. And then what happens? You go into distress. The baby goes into distress. And then they're like, oh, we need to do a C-section. You think you just, totally stressed out the body and just made it do this the whole time instead of ebbing and flowing. So I think that we're all like, yes, cyclical and that we're consistently, like you said, reliving the same stuff, but also there's nowhere where we're just giving ourselves and our bodies the time to rest. Yeah, no, I would say like as the majority of society, right? It is a very consumer, like productivity type of energetic for, I mean, I was in it. I was in it. I was all out in my masculine energy my entire life. So I've been able to play around with being in my feminine and taking those pauses and relaxing. Because the thing is, is when we're taking the pauses, we're actually able to receive information. So we're not just do, do, do. We're able to receive what is in our highest. So maybe instead of taking 10 steps to get from A to B, there's just one. And it's actually the one that lights our soul on fire. And so taking three left turns to get back to where you just were, just because you feel like you have to keep moving. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's just this beautiful thing to play around with. And I think a lot of people are asking those questions. And so I do feel like there has been a shift on the planet where there are people that are like, wait a minute, I don't really, something feels off about this. And so with that, it's like, then we can really accept, accept some of these new paradigms and these new shifts and really people can go into what is in heart and soul alignment for them and really be able to create from that place. Like, what is it that I really want? And not just the surface level, what is it that I really want? Like going deeper into what it is, because a lot of us would, you know, maybe be asked that question. Oh, I want this car. I want this or the, the whole, even like consumerism, like life will be better when life will be better. If it's like, well, that just, that that's, (laughs) yeah, it's still going deeper to really ask, like, what is it that lights you up? What is a 10 out of 10 for you? Just because. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think that's where we're so, you know, aligned because as the dream design coach, I literally talk to people about this all the time. Like, what is it that you really want? And I want the details of it. I don't want to, I don't want you to dream big because maybe big's not what you want. What I want is the details. I want to know the nuances. I want to know what are the, the five senses of this? Like, take me into the experience so you can have that you know, that, uh, what is it called? Um, mental rehearsal. So we can start getting your brain thinking that you're having these create, you know, these experiences and these things happening to you so that you can start manifesting them in the physical plane, but we've got to create them on the energetic plane before we bring them to the physical plane. And again, like you'd be surprised. Well, you wouldn't be, but a lot of you out here would be surprised how many people are like, you can do that. Yes. You're allowed to think about the things you want. Well, I never really thought about it. Right. And that's why you don't have it. Not because you don't have the money, not because you don't have the time, not because you don't have the lucky break, because you haven't really sat down to look at the nuance of what that looks like in your life. Yeah. Yeah. I I completely agree with that. And and even tying into, you know, what you mentioned about like the mind and, and everything. It's like when we take ourselves into the energetic of what it is we're choosing. And I always say this or something more expansive because sometimes the universe has something like extra special in store, but we're at least planting those energetic seeds. And then the mind and the body don't know the difference. And this is a lot of like around Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, but they, the mind and the body don't know the difference when we're putting ourselves in that state. And we can get there through meditation, visualization, all these different things, whatever you know works perfectly for you, writing it down, saying it, really getting into that frequency of it. It's a frequency and you can't fake frequency. So when we're getting into the energy of it, then we're actually creating it and we're being it now, which creates the identity structure. And a lot of what I've noticed that didn't work for me initially with the manifestation that really, when I shifted this, it really helped was this notion around identity and structure, because again, we can go into the energy of it all day long. So this is why I say there's a couple different components that have in my, um, practice and, and everything have really helped me because we can go into that energy of what it is we want, but when we have an opposing identity structure, like let's say we're choosing soulmate love, like we really want to call in soulmate love and we're stepping into the energy of it. We feel it and we feel into the identity of the being it now. But let's say we have this inner child identity structure that's love isn't safe. I'm not worthy. Like, hi, I had that all (laughs) for so many years. It it was a process to unravel this. So 
I would manifest these relationships and then they, they the abandonment wounds and things like that would play themselves out. And it, I would always say like same man, different face. And so there were levels and layers to me for me to release the things that I had experienced in my childhood and the barriers that I had because it wasn't safe. Love wasn't safe growing up. And mm -hmm. so for those of you that are listening that are maybe struggling and maybe you're doing the manifestation practices, there is, there can be a component if there is some sort of other identity structure, like inside your energy field, because we want one mono personality, one mono part connected with our higher self in conjunction with our source, um, our connection to source, God, universe, whatever you want to call it. And when we have that, then we're able to manifest in this very beautiful flow-based state and then take that inspired action. And when we have these opposing personality structures and we can call them fragments, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Whatever you want to call them. And when we have these parts that come to the party and they're like, Oh no, this doesn't feel safe. You may manifest that thing, but it also, you also, and I don't like the word sabotage because I don't believe that we intend to sabotage anything, no. but this part shows up trying to keep you safe because it was trained to keep you safe. And then the thing falls away or we're not able to sustain it. So that's been really helpful for me in my process of kind of like, okay, well, really, really anchoring this in at a very, very deep level. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I can so relate to that too. I think of it like you're walking along wearing a sweater, but like somebody's holding that one, that one, you know, thread. And that thread is that underlying limiting belief that's keeping you from actualizing whatever it is that you're trying to create. So you've got this thing that's going along. It's like, but I secretly don't really want it because the payoff not to have it is better. And so what you were talking about before with the parts in NLP, what we do is we literally take those two parts and we have them talk about what it is they're trying to create. And when we chunk up, we realize that the two parts actually have the same goal, that they're going about it in different ways and kind of get them to energetically shake hands. And that's where we can kind of integrate those parts. So that totally resonates with me. And you're right. Like you really do have to step into a new identity because if you're consistently, it doesn't matter how much you change your traits. It's like that story in Atomic Habits where the guy talks about how there's two people and they both want to stop smoking. You offer one a cigarette and he says, oh, no, thanks. I'm trying to quit. And the other one says, no, I'm not a smoker. Right. One yeah. of them has a, not a lot easier time because he's like, that's not what I do because that's not part of my identity. So yeah. I love that you brought that up. And I do think identity work is such a huge piece, you know, especially like from an actualization perspective, like it's such a huge piece of the puzzle. And so many people like don't realize, I mean, look at, look at people who win the lottery. Most of them immediately lose it all. And why is that? And I know the answer, but I would love what in your, in your opinion, why do people lose their money when they, you know, when they, after they win the lottery? It's kind of the same thing we're talking about because it's these unconscious patterns. It doesn't matter if it's on a large scale or a small scale, it's going to continue to play out. And again, it's like zero judgment, but it's like, oh, at the yeah, end of the absolutely. day, that's a thing. It's like, there's not even really a right or wrong way to like do this. It's just like, what? What is it does, does your soul want to experience and what are you here for? What lights you on fire? Because my thought is, is if we have millions of humans that are lit on fire doing what they love, this planet becomes a better place overnight. Oh, <laughs> it becomes a better place. And I think that is what is happening. And we're just seeing it unfold. And what we're seeing kind of on the world stage to me is just a collective dark night of the soul. It's, be, it's, the, it's like within and without. So anything too, it goes back to like this 
notion of mirroring anything that is activating or triggering to us. You can use whatever word, what, if it's eliciting a response in your body, it's an opportunity to release it, to look at it into if it needs Where to help her, whatever the thing is. And then we can let it go because when we have these different things, situations, people come in, I've come to shift and to, if we can look at these as gifts rather than as the, like in our, in a victim type of mentality, yeah. which I, I mean, I've gone there many of times. It's like, Oh, this is happening to me. Well, what if this is happening for me for a kind of bigger, more expansive reason? So that I, what was that? Or through me. Yeah. Yeah. So that I can allow myself to take a look at it presence once again because oftentimes the emotions like it can be the the inner child stuff how would we hold space for a little child we're gonna we're gonna oh my god it's okay like cried mm-hmm. out that mm-hmm. sort of thing if we can treat ourselves in the same way then that that allows the thing to release and then it neutralizes it I love that. And yeah, and it's absolutely so true. And, and in my work, right, again, with dream design, like it's all about your dreams or your job, like, yes, the thing that lights you up, you should be doing it. But do you know why it lights you up? Have you thought about why that thing is on your heart? Because the universe had a dream for something that it wanted to create wholeness on this planet. And you are the conduit to do that. So you having that excitement and that thing that you could do all day, well, that's because you're supposed to do that. That's literally what you signed up to come here and create. And so when people can make that connection between, oh, this isn't just something I love and I should do what I love. It's, oh, this I love because this is what I'm here to do. Like, this is why I'm here. This is my part in bringing this collective back to consciousness, back to the beginning of wholeness. Like, this is what my job is. This is the puzzle piece that I'm supposed to squeeze in next to this edge and this edge and I'm blue and they're blue. You know, this is where I go. And I think that's something that we really, like you said, with this new world, like this is a message we've got to get out because yes, go do the thing that lights you up because that is what's going to get us closer. And like you said, you know, everything is a mirror. I love that you said that because it, I mean, I, I was even talking to one of my friends about this today. Like we had a long conversation and she's like, that thing that triggers you is in you. And I'm like, I know that. And I know that, but it's like, when you see something outside of yourself that isn't going your way, where inside of you, are you attacking yourself or where inside of you are you judging? Because you can't recognize a trait in somebody else that you don't see in yourself. So if that girl is catty and and mean and unkind, then we're inside of you. Are you catty, mean and unkind, right? So I love that. I feel like we could talk all day, Amanda. You're amazing. So tell us some of the ways if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to work with you, if they want to just come and hang out with you, tell us some of the ways. Um, so first of all, thank you so much. (laughs) This has been a fun conversation. So I do actually this type of work and, um, starting actually next Wednesday, I'm doing weekly, weekly calls. I call them essence activations and recodes. So it's stepping into this conscious creation piece and then working with the higher self, which is just your field of energy that contains all information about you to just release resistance. So you can take action toward the things that you're wanting to manifest and create in this physical reality. So that's one of the things that I do in a group setting. And for everybody who is first time, like the first call is on me. So you're welcome to join us to check it out. And um, I, you can find me on Instagram, my website, which is just my name, Amanda Monier. Dot com and my Instagram is Amanda 
Amanda Monier. So, and I have a couple of freebies on my website, a couple meditation recode. The recodes are, are this work, the conscious creation, and then the releasing of the resistance and the identity work. And so I have some free meditations and healings and things on my website. Yay. And your website, hold on, wait, there we go. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for being here, Amanda. It's been amazing. And I know people are just going to be itching to get a hold of you and learning more about you. And I really appreciate you sharing your story with us and where you came from and, and where you are now. And it's just been a really pleasure to have you here. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Amy Lee. I appreciate you so much. Absolutely. And that'll do it for this week's episode of the Dream Design Podcast with Amy Lee. Until next time, may you be happy, may you be healthy, may you be safe, and may you be at peace. Namaste. Oh.